Hey, welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon, specifically for therapists and coaches who are out there busy changing lives. This podcast is going to help you with all things business, selling, marketing, coaching, delivery, social media, speaking gigs, all the good stuff. And it's going to help you with your own thoughts, your own thinking, your own behaviors, your own limitations. So buckle up, get ready, and let's go. How's everybody doing today? Welcome, welcome, welcome to this awesome, amazing training today. Information session. Call it what you want. It's all about your clinical versus your coaching skills. So here's what we're going to be talking about today. Let's just jump right in. So you're here, therapist who coaches or or wants to coach, and you want to really examine what current clinical skills do you have that are applicable to the coaching arena? Or maybe you're wondering, how do you move your current clinical skills into the coaching world? We're going to answer all of those questions today. So if you're here live, welcome, wherever you're listening to this, welcome, 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 replay, podcast, YouTube, all the fun places. And if you're live, go ahead and post your questions. Start now, because I want to be able to answer those at the end. So I've got my notes ready. I've got my coffee ready. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I've got my allergies ready too. So I sound that if I'm coughing, I'm going to mute out so that that's not annoying for you. I just want to answer that on the front end. So let's collectively start with an intention. I really want to be so solid with this intention. My goal today is to help you recognize that therapists make the best coaches. Today, as you're listening, your brain is going to hear something new, unexpected. And I want you to take that as confirmation that you are in the right place. Look, I love coaching. Coaching has changed my life. It's changed the lives of hundreds of my clients and hundreds of their clients. And I know that if you're here, it's because you are drawn to the possibility of coaching. Today, I'm going to be answering questions that I've gotten from you, um, that I'm asked all the time, that I've been emailed. I will share how you can use your clinical skills in the coaching arena, what current clinical skills you have that are 1,000% applicable in the coaching arena. I'm going to share some of the best coaching questions at the end. So listen to the end. I'm going to be sharing some of the best questions. And I'm going to ask you to think about do you already ask these questions? Because you're going to see overlap. Let's be candid. When we're helping people, there's a lot of overlap. But that way you can see for yourself. I'm going to, at the end, invite you to my upcoming workshop, marybicknell.com slash workshop. I'll be putting that up, um, the banner in a minute. Feel free to sign up for that. This is going to talk to you about, um, how to get clear on how to build and scale your business, your coaching business, how to move out of one-to-one. Some of you are here in what coaching and create a coaching business because, and or expand your coaching business. Some of you here are already coaching and you want to get out of one-to-one because you're burnout. Let's be real. Um, and you want to figure out how do I show up? Because we've been taught as clinicians to hide, right? We don't, we're not the face and marketing feels new to you. And during that workshop, I'm going to show you actually how simple marketing is. It's just the transference of your brilliance, your knowledge to the world. So 
This is what I want you to have in your mind as we move forward today. Ready? Well, I want you to breathe this in, take this in really. I'm going to pause after I say it because I want you to say it in your own mind. Ready? There is so much demand for my skill set. I will be able to change all the lives I want, including my own. Let me say that again. There is so much demand. So much demand. This is so true. There's so much demand for my skill set. I will be able to change all the lives I've won, including my own. So you're here because you've been thinking about other ways to make money, do good work in the world, and have more free time, right? More than likely, you're burnt out. More than likely, you're having the dawning like, oh, this therapy thing isn't for me. Or maybe you're feeling like, I don't feel like I fit in with a traditional clinician or practitioner or therapist or you know, private practice owner. Maybe you've built a private practice and you're like, holy crap, this is not what I thought it was going to be in grad school, right? In grad school, they didn't tell us about how to build a business, how to make money, and that maybe one day our income will be capped. And what are we going to do then? Maybe you're bored. Maybe you're bored with actually how you're showing up and doing the client work. And you feel like you bite your tongue and you feel like there's so much more um, methodologies you want to weave into helping clients and you don't do those. You're here because you're well-educated. So if you're in my world, more than likely you have a master's degree or more. You've got a license. You've got hundreds of hours of client work, if not thousands, if not decades, if not decades of client work under your belt. And yet there's something pulling you toward coaching. And you have this internal dilemma how, how full on should I go into coaching? Is there really demand? I told you there's demand. And here's the truth. I'm going to refer back to this. The bold truth. Hashtag bold truth. As a mental health professional, you are in the exact right place and have the exact right experience, knowledge, and education to be an amazing coach. Here's the truth. Your education puts you worlds ahead, worlds, miles ahead of other coaches. A lot of coach training teach you to do the very things you already do day to day. And I'm going to be talking about those clinical skills. You're already doing so many things that coach training, novice people, get certified in, learn how to do. You are already doing these things, my friend. So I want to I give to you that you're probably already wanting to coach, doing some coaching, <coughs> excuse me, um, and really you're just like, how the hell do I make money? How do I do this, right? Who can give me a heck yes, right? Let me see the hands up. Yay. Thank you. <coughs> Good to see you here. Sorry about my coughing again. It's a pain in the butt. All right. I'm going to, here are some of the common questions I'm going to answer today, just so you know what's going to be some of the outcome here. Um. What's the difference between therapy and coaching? We're going to address that. How do I decide if I want to coach or is coaching even a business? Is there a possibility? I'm going to answer that right off the bat. There are plenty of people as and I know hundreds of them, right? My colleagues, my peers are making all the money that they want, working when they want and only working with the best clients, not the clients that you're dragging along, not the clients who are worried about a copay, not clients who are just 
not in it. It's exhausting to continue to work with people who are not all in for their own life, right? It's exhausting. There's, this is why we get burnout. And the thought, I want you to have the thought right now. I want you to ask yourself as I'm speaking today to you, are you prepared to continue to do what you're doing as a therapist for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, or even the next week? Um, is it ethical or legal to keep my license if I'm a coach? We're going to address that. Well, let me, let me actually just address that right now, because this is a question that I get frequently. I always refer you back to your licensing board. Refer back to your licensing board, number one. And number two, when we're marketing, the ethical, if you will, the ethical part of marketing is making sure we're not giving our clients or our potential clients mixed messages on who to help. That's one of the things I help my clients get really clear so that you're not marketing. I help women transition through midlife and that's your coaching business. But somehow over in your mental health or your private practice, you're talking to women in midlife about anxiety or something. So it's a we want to make sure that it's clear delineator. And I want to offer to you that I would be all in on one thing, right? One thing, one path to success. When we're trying to have our feet in both worlds, it's a challenge. So this is one of the things I really help clients with, putting their feet solidly in one process, one business. So that's where you get the most bang for your buck for yourself as a businesswoman. Um, what questions or processes do I take clients through with coaching? That's a question I get all the time. So I'm going to be sharing some of that process, sharing some of those best questions and questions at the end. And you can see yourself. I'm going to be sharing some niches. I'm going to be talking money today. Um, and of course, I know you have all kinds of other questions. That's what we're going to talk about in that workshop, marybicknell.com slash workshop about social media, about where to find clients, about how to show up, about freebies, workshops, retreats, all the things. All right. Facebook ads, all of this. It all comes down to how do you create a business for yourself, a coaching business, or scale your coaching business that can make you a lot of money doing the work that you're loving, that you're proud of, that has meaning and it matters in the world. And you can do this without burning yourself out. So for those of you who are new to me, hi, I'm Mary Bicknell. Excuse me. I'm a former psychotherapist, former clinical social worker. Lifelong entrepreneur and businesswoman. I'm a life and business coach for therapists who want to coach and who want to expand their coaching business. I'm the creator of Therapist to Coach, <coughs> excuse me, Therapist Who Coach Academy, where we work inside a mastermind and we scale your coaching business. We help you market that business. I have a self-study program and, and over the next several months, you're going to start seeing information about advanced coach training for clinicians. And it's so exciting. So my community is well over 12,000. I have a 5,000 person Facebook group. If you're not in it, please feel free to um, join. It's marybicknell.com slash Facebook group. Super easy. Come join us. It's filled with other professionals so that you can see that you're not alone. This and what did I say a minute ago? The thought is there's so much demand for what I have to offer. I say that to myself and I want you to say that for yourself. So as a coach, as a therapist who coaches 
and is now a coach, there is so much demand for exactly the thing that you want to do. And I'm going to prove that to you because I'm going to be sharing like all kinds of crazy niches, you guys, that you may never even had a concept that people are paying coaches to get coached on. You're going to be like, what? So while it's true, let's address this. While it's true that there are millions of people who need true clinical, therapeutic, mental health treatment. It is also equally true that there are millions and millions of people who need coaching. And frequently they go to a clinician, a therapist, because they don't know about coaching. Now I know if you're listening, you're like, what? Everybody knows about coaching. That is not true. Coaching is still a new industry. Now, I know I get pushback on this and people are like, there's coaches everywhere. You know why? It seems as though there are coaches everywhere because probably on your social media platform, you are getting bombarded with ads, including mine, including mine. You're probably in my world because somehow I've put up an ad somewhere and you're now in my world. If the algorithms, anytime you like a post of some coach or something, now you're going to be bombarded. I want to offer to you that in the, I'm air quoting here for those of you who are listening to the audio, in the real world, outside of your computer, you guys, there are people seeking out help and they don't realize there's coaches, that what they actually need is coaching, not a diagnosis not digging through your past. No, these are high functioning people who want accountability, support. The personal growth and personal development industry is booming and it always will be because we're human. You know, people are like, oh my God, the coaching industry is, um, and this is how they talk, right? right? Oh my God, the coaching industry is um, saturated. And I'm just like, that's just ridiculous, you guys. Here's the, the moment. I, wanna, I want to shift your thinking. We never say there's too many dentists. We never say there's too many therapists. We don't go closing down master's degree social work programs because there's so many social workers. There's so many LCSWs. There's so many LPCs. We ne- no. here's the thing. Stay in your lane. You create a big, bold, badass coaching business and go help people. There's more than enough people in the world. So when people think like, oh my God, something's saturated, it's really coming from two places. One is they don't understand how to build a business that creates an attraction market. Like you're not knowing how to attract your ideal client because there's more than enough demand for what you want to coach on. I'm going to prove that by giving you some of the niches in, in a second. So that's number one. They don't actually know how to market. And of course, we're not taught this in grad school. So it's not our fault. It's just a, a skill you have to learn. And number two, they're in a scarcity mindset, meaning, oh my God, there's only so many, so many people who are hiring coaches. That's so not true. Every day, right now, I can guarantee you 1000% that what you, who you want to coach with, there's people right now making a, a ton of money and out there helping a ton of people. Why I do this work 
is because I want you as a woman to be financially independent and never rely on another human being. I believe that's the only way we are truly free. That's free from what's going on in the economy, which I never even think about because my ideal clients are not in that freak out stage about it because there's always stuff that happens that you never have to rely on your partner so that you can choose to be in a relationship that you want to choose to be in and not be a woman who is not financially capable of taking care of herself and her family. This is why I do this work. And I want to help you give back, do the work that you really want to do. Because I know myself having a BSW, a MSW, two years postgraduate work for being a clinician, working in mental health and Johns Hopkins and you know, having a private practice and home health and Medicaid and geriatrics. I had done everything in our field and I know what burnout is. And we got into the industry of mental health to help people. And I'm going to tell you, if I would have known this 20 plus years ago when I got my master's degree, I probably never would have become a clinician. I never would have been a therapist. I probably would have gone straight into coaching had that industry been growing like it is today because I want to work with high functioning all in people. Even though I worked in the inner city and I worked with AIDS patients and I work with very poor people and that was definitely work of my heart. And now the work of my heart looks different and it can look different for you too. And coaching is an option. So let's first define what is therapy versus coaching. Therapy is the clinical treatment provided to heal a disorder getting a diagnosis from specific diagnostic criteria, period. So we're healing dysfunction based on a clinical diagnosis. So sometimes what happens is, we know this to be true, that we're giving people a diagnosis that it's an NOS. It's like, you know, anxiety light. And Here's the ethical thing that I hang my flag on, that oftentimes people are given a diagnosis that don't actually warrant a diagnosis, but you got to give one so you can get paid by insurance. Now that person's labeled for life. I have a huge problem with that. And typically, here's the truth. Those people that come in and you give some nos kind of diagnoses, they need coaching. They need coaching. They just didn't know about coaching. If they would have known about it, they probably would have chosen coaching instead of getting a diagnosis and going through therapy and sitting on the therapy sofa for years. Coaching is is a different. Coaching involves the belief that the client has the answers within. Now, you're going to start hearing overlap. That's the truth. Why is there overlap? There's overlap because we're working with human beings. And we're in the helping industry. So yes, there's overlap. So therapy is about a clinical diagnosis that we're helping heal a dysfunction that impacts multiple areas of their life. Coaching, we're working with the client to achieve a set goal or helping them along the path. Now, although as a coach, you may work with somebody who has been given a diagnosis and maybe they have a diagnosis. You're coaching them not on their mental health. So let's give you an example. Let's say somebody um, specifically was diagnosed with anxiety. 
and they're going with to their therapist. Or maybe you have a client who it has a trauma that they are working on healing. That does not negate them from being a possible coaching candidate, a life coaching candidate, a relationship coaching candidate at all. So I want you to take that in for a minute because sometimes people think it has to be all or nothing. There are trauma-informed coaches. Some of my clients that I've helped them build their coaching business market themselves as trauma-informed coaches. And they work with people who have moved through their trauma and now they're ready for coaching. Now they're ready for next level goal setting. So here's where I say therapists make the best coaches. When you are able This is the differentiator. So when people are like, how do I market myself? Here it is. This is the money, you guys. Pay attention. When you are able to differentiate yourself in the marketplace to your coaching clients that you are, for example, I will use myself. I'm a former clinical social worker. I'm a former psychotherapist turned life and business coach. And and when I started doing my relate, and I'm holding up my business card, I used to be a relationship coach. So I would say I'm a former psychotherapist who now is a relationship coach. I bring the best of both worlds. That marketing tactic is true, right? It's not just like some crazy hook. Your coaching clients will be thrilled that you have the education that you have. And you're already doing so much of the process of coaching. I'm going to explain that in a minute. Coaching is forward thinking, goal oriented, and helps clients become more aware of their thoughts, their feelings, their behaviors, their habits, their patterns that impact them from reaching their goal. So you, you didn't hear me say, we're going back talking about, you know, Uncle Bob who molested me as a kid. We're not talking about those things in coaching. We're talking about goal-oriented, high-functioning, non-clinical work with a client. Here's where the overlap comes in. And here's where your clinical skills come into play for the benefit of your coaching. You are assessing a primary problem. Excuse me, I'm going to pause this and just mute this for one second. (coughs) I can find the mute button. Mm, excuse me. Um, let me get back to my notes that I had. Your clinical skills come into play here. Okay. So I want you to think about this. A client comes in, you are assessing their primary problem. You are determining what the result or outcome is. You are creating a plan with the client. During your working relationship, you are walking the client through the plan. Now, this is what you do in coaching. And this is what you do typically in ther- as a therapist, right? A client comes in, they talk about they're depressed, they can't get out of bed. You're creating a master treatment plan. You are looking for the diagnostic criteria that is going to align with how you're helping them. Whatever methodology you use, whether it's cognitive behavior, whether it's positive psychology, whether it's integrative family systems, which by the way, we use in coaching, FYI, and I use a cognitive behavioral tool in my coaching with clients. So you create a plan. You let the client know what the plan is. 
as a clinician. And you work on those things and they come in and you work through them. It's the same. So this is where there's the overlap. Again, the difference is when uh, when we're working with the skills with a coaching client, you're marketing to a specific person, niche, problem. You've got your specific solution. They want that solution. They want that result. They want that outcome. And I'm going to give you some examples in just a minute. So when you're in your coaching relationship, you have a methodology you help walk them through to get the result. They, as the coaching client, are implementing the tools, the methods, the practices that you're coaching and teaching them along the way. It sounds similar on one hand, doesn't it? This is why I want to offer to you that you may already be doing a lot more coaching. Now, here's some of the differences. Ready? In therapy, typically, we don't challenge clients. And what I mean by challenge is a lot of, and I'm air quoting, talk therapy is allowing the client to talk, allowing the patient. I'll say patient right now when I'm talking about the mental health, the clinical, just for a point of differentiation. So we let the patient do the talking and we're listening. Maybe we're pointing something out. Maybe we're asking questions but we're really doing talk therapy, meaning they are talking through the issue. In coaching, let me go back. Maybe there's moments in that talk therapy session that you as the clinician have a thought, I really should say this to Sally Jane. Here's an example. Sally Jane, we've had this conversation numerous times. You've talked about this story numerous times. Are you tapping? Are you practicing what we've talked about? Are you, we're maybe not challenging them. Now, I have plenty of my clients, like just as a side note, that come to me that are attracted to my directness, are attracted to coaching because they want to be direct, probably have already really started coaching their therapy clients. So if you're like, I'm already saying stuff like that. Okay. This is why I said there's a lot of overlap. If you're drawn to being able to shine a light on a place, uh, the pothole in front of your ideal client, then this is a lot of the work that we do in coaching. Now, here's part of the problem. Here's one of the biggest problems as a clinician. This is one of the things that shows up almost all the time. And literally, this just happened again the other day. What happens is, When you're mired in your coaching, excuse me, your therapy world, what happens is you're around all of these therapists who we all see, and this used to be the way I would too, we all see dysfunction, we all see a diagnosis, we all see chaos, crisis, problem, and we're looking for that. Where's the, where's the trigger for that client, you know, and, and where's her trauma? Where's her? Maslow said, a man with a hammer sees a nail everywhere. One of the biggest things that I work on with clients, my therapists who coach clients, is getting, helping them shed that 
constant, vigilant looking for the dysfunction, the problem. Because in coaching, we are focused on the result, the outcome, and the solution. And that's the kind of client we want. We focus, our clients want the outcome, result, or solution. This literally happened the other day. I was on a call with somebody and she's just like, there's so much chaos in the world. And I'm like, God, really? I'm not seeing it all. My clients are not focused on all the terrible things in the world. My coaching clients, they're focused on their life. What can they change? How can they make improvements? How can they reach their goals? And as a therapist, right, though, we're looking for what are all the areas of dysfunction so I can help them heal that. I want to offer to you that somebody can be high functioning and you can coach them while they're still working on trauma. I'm case in point. So I have this amazing two homes, super successful business. And yet I have my therapist and I do EMDR with my therapist so I can work on all my trauma while I'm over here being a badass businesswoman, helping you make shit tons of money and helping you change lives in the way that you want to, right? No red tape. But that's true for everybody, right? Like if you're a chiropractor, here's the truth. Like if you're a chiropractor and you see somebody like tweaking their neck or like rubbing their neck, you're like, hey, you need an adjustment? You probably need an adjustment, right? It's the same thing. So a recently divorced woman, though, in her sadness, is it clinical depression or is it appropriate human emotion that doesn't warrant a diagnosis? Really, all of you therapists, like, really get serious right now with yourself. I want you to think about this. A recently divorced woman who comes to you and is sad that she got a divorce, how many times, and whether it's you or your peer colleague in the clinical world, because the only way you're going to get paid to talk to this woman and help her is giving her a diagnosis. When in reality, she's going through a, a normal, appropriate human emotion that really she just needs coaching on how to feel her feelings moving through this. Feels like a lot of overlap, doesn't it? I get it. Let me move on. I want to share with you how you can look more clearly at your clinical skills, what they are. So here's an, here's an assignment for you. And then I'm going to give you a bunch of niches. I want you right now to think about how frequently you work with clients and you're really digging to look for a problem. Ask yourself, is it possible that some of these clients actually are perfect coaching clients? They are, they don't want to look at the past. They don't want to, and they don't need to, by the way. You can coach people that you don't, people can get to a goal without digging around in their past. Now, this is not to say that we don't think about our beliefs. I'm going to be sharing one of my tools with you in a minute. So I want you to list out your initials. I want you to list out what are some of the methodologies that you use. I want you to list out what was the reason that you even wanted to become a clinician. I want you to list out what is the process that you go through when you first have a, a, a client. I want you to start thinking about these things in the coaching world now. 
asking great questions, listening for limiting beliefs, patterns, or behaviors so that you can start recognizing that their subconscious belief is informing their thinking. And as we know, as a cognitive behaviorist, their thinking informs their emotional state, right? Their feelings. And the feelings is the catalyst for our behavior, our inaction or our action. And of course, that leads to the results. I want to give you one of the tools that I call, I call it the results formula. So the results formula looks at what's going on in your life, right? What's neutral? What like, and we're going to make this a neutral set. What's going on in your life for you? It might be building a coaching business. And so we look at what are the thoughts that come up around that? All right. And how do we create intentional thoughts around that? And what are those default thinking patterns that we have? Where do those default patterns come from? Here's an example. Sometimes people come to me and they're like, I'm real, I, I want to scale my coaching business. Maybe they have a private practice and they, they are practicing as a clinician and they're practicing as a coach. And they really want to put more of their focus on the coaching. They love the coaching. They're making more money with coaching. They're attracting a different client. They're all in. They feel like they can really be themselves. They're showing up. They're not mired down in red tape, all the paperwork, all the thing. They love coaching. Plus coaching has made an impact for them. They love being coached. They love being challenged. They love doing the inner work. Love it. Right. And so we start looking at like, what are the beliefs around that? Where did that thought come from? Now, it doesn't have to be like, so when it comes to building a coaching business or scaling a coaching business, sometimes the default thought for some of my clients come up and they're like, I shouldn't be giving up my clinical license because I'm throwing everything that I've worked on all these years away. That's a default thought that creates a lot of negative emotion and it paralyzes them and they're in, they become, they don't move forward, right? So the result is they're not actually building a coaching business. So one of the things we look at is, is that belief true? Is that thought true that you're throwing away all of your experience? I'm here today proving to you that your experience is the catalyst, is the very thing that differentiates you in the marketplace, the very thing, and that you're bringing with you years of experience, years of knowledge and education that sets you worlds apart from everyone else in the coaching industry right off the bat. So where's that thought coming from, right? Where's that belief that you're giving something up? Maybe the belief is somebody planted the seed that you're always quitting and you're like, you're now like that person, that people pleaser who's never going to quit, is, is going to people please everybody to death. When in reality, the best person to please is yourself and create a life and business that you adore, that you love, that you're proud of, that actually makes a difference for others in the world while making a difference for you. And what that looks like is being able to, thanks for all the love and hearts, being able to put together your own methodology and helping your client accomplish the goal they want to achieve and start, and you, you coach, is helping them learn accountability to themselves. You're walking them through with your process, accountability, follow through, so that they can 
integrate this into who they are, that you can help them change their belief systems about who they are. This is life-changing. My life coaching, my coaches, my personal coaches have made a bigger impact more quickly than any therapy work I've done in the decades. Jesus. Transformation is what people want. Not everybody wants healing and I'm air quoting again. So let's talk about a little bit of different. So one last thing about writing down your clinical skills. So write down your clinical skills. What methods do you personally, what, um, <laughs> excuse me, framework do you use? You've, you're, I'm sure you use a framework. When, at the end of this, when I give you those coaching questions, I'm going to, I'll build in a little bit about what I say in my, with my clients also, so you can see the accountability that has to happen and does happen. But here's some really cool niches, you guys. So here's the truth. There are so many people right now waiting for you. Your best clients are waiting. There's demand for you right now. You just don't know it. You maybe are just like starting to scale your business. Excuse me, starting to sell, starting to work with people. There are so many people out there that you can help across the world. That's another reason why people love coaching to get out of their state mandated, regulated, institutionalized medical model. Can't work with anybody outside that. There's millions of people out in the world. So there's more than enough people for you to have the life that you want and help all the people that you want. 100%. So let me give you some examples of some of my business coaching clients and some of my peers in the coaching world, my colleagues, what they are coaching on. Ready? Um, parents of queer kids helping with the highly sensitive, stop hiding, IVF, life beyond it. Women who need help getting unstuck. People who know they want to cheat. Helping someone get over, over drinking. I'm going to address this because I get questions around this. The therapist will say, well, those are alcoholics. Like that's, a, that's they're alcoholics. Here's the bottom line. Not everyone needs to be labeled an alcoholic to be able to overcome their over drinking. One of my clients came to me and I did the initial call with her. Right. And, um, she came in to help with business and confidence and leadership. And she comes to my home because a lot of my clients come to my home. In fact, the therapists who coach mastermind, you all will be coming here to my home for a two day live event. So if that's of interest to you, make sure you direct message me. You'll be hearing more as we move through. This is the beginning of September. So if you're listening to this in real time, our very first call will be on in November. And then we're having a live two day event in January. So, um, anyhow, this client comes to me and she gets here because it's great to be out of your own space. You guys, you want to be in a new environment. I love that about coaching. My clients can come and work with me and be out of their normal chair in their own house. Anyhow, she comes. The first thing she says, she says, you know, one of the things I didn't tell you is I drink a lot. Now, the therapist in me, I had to check myself really quick because I was like, oh, I wonder what that means. Like, is, is she an alcoholic? Is she, is this, you know, is this like significantly impacting her life? No, this is what happened. We worked on her over drinking. 
I didn't label her alcoholic. She didn't label herself as an alcoholic. In fact, the re what happened is, is that she was just over drinking with her spouse who she ultimately ended up divorcing. And now she never even drinks. So not every, um, not everybody needs a diagnosis and you with your therapy diagnostic hammer, not everybody who has a quote problem needs is a nail, right? Um, helping people overeat holistic integration with like lots of different modalities. Sometimes people call this woo. Sometimes I don't want to, I, I want to get away from like negative woo talk when we're talking about meditation, right? Which we know helps the nervous system right? That is a holistic integrative approach. Um, different coaches coach on different types of relationship. Let me give you some examples just in the relationship arena, relationship coaching arena, helping divorced women, helping couples not get divorced, helping couples communicate more effectively, helping you have better sex, helping with infidelity. I have a coach friend. This What she coaches on is helping people who are thinking about cheating. I didn't say she's a relationship coach who helps cheaters, people who have cheated. She's a relationship coach who helps people who think they may want to cheat. Talk about a super freaking super tight niche. And she makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. She has a wait list. Mm, I just am so excited about this. I know that you can feel that. It's because I know that as a therapist, I'm blowing your mind at the possibility. And that's so thrilling. Um, I have a friend who coaches, she's a life coach for moms around mom guilt. Like that's a thing. That's her niche. She coaches moms about mom guilt, about the women who feel guilty because they want to work, that sometimes they just want to not hang out around their kid. Um, better parenting, niching on how to save a marriage, how to have weight loss, health coaching after bariatric surgery, how to feel beautiful in your body, helping coach on money, money mindset. So many. I could just list hundreds. I, I have people in my business mastermind because, of course, I get my own life coaching and my own business coaching. Why? Because I I... I'm a high functioning goal oriented person and I can't see my own stuff sometimes. Just like this is what I help you do. Here are two other really funky niches that you may never even consider. I have a friend and she coaches farmers. I have another friend. She coaches bakers. I know another woman. She, her only niche is she coaches quilters. She's a life coach for quilters. If that isn't blowing your mind. So I want you to think about right now, when it comes to you and your personal life and something that you love or some, some type of potential client that you would love to be able to help them overcome whatever it is, what could that be? This one woman, she coaches hikers. What she does is that that's her niche. She life coaches hikers. So she's a general life coach for all of their problems, helping them achieve a goal. So she has a process to help somebody achieve a goal. And she focuses only on life coaching hikers. I want you to pause for a minute. Somebody might be like, well, that sounds so tiny of a niche. How many of you like to hike? I like to hike. 
there's meetup groups for hikers. I mean, there's so many hikers. There's millions of books on hiking. Like, so imagine if you loved life coaching hikers and you were a hiker. Now imagine being able to take a group of hikers on a hike and talk about coaching them to their goal. Imagine if you wanted to coach yoga, people who love yoga, and you, part of your methodology, was able to incorporate a yoga pose. Maybe you came out with a different yoga pose while you're coaching them, whatever their goal is. So many opportunities. So with my, one of my processes, I have the fear breakthrough formula where we talk about fear. I have the belief matrix where we talk about how much do you believe in yourself, your clients, your opportunity in your methodology. I have the results formula, a classic cognitive behavioral tool. What you think about, you bring about. Me, I like to work with people who are very direct. So my ideal client, she's very direct. She's badass. She wants to feel proud of herself. She feels fine saying she wants to make money. She wants to change the world. She wants to change her life. She wants to be direct with clients. She wants higher functioning clients. She doesn't want to be burned down anymore. She wants to and is all in. She makes a decision and she's in through the fear. That's my ideal client. So today I know I've proven to you, I'm still going to give you some of those coaching questions, but I've proven to you that if you're tired of working with clients who are not as high functioning and goal focused as you are, and because you want those clients to have bigger changes, right? You want them to have the transformation and sitting their ass on a couch, although that's so needed in the mental health world, it's exhausting for you. You can only carry that energy. You can only work with people for so long who don't want to even help themselves. And remember, there's millions of therapists out there who want to do that work. You're here because you are interested in coaching, scaling your coaching business, growing your coaching business, learning how to market. I want to remind you that coaching is the second fastest growing industry next to technology. The Personal growth and personal development business is a billion-dollar industry. There are 90 million mental health and wellness professionals. Ready? 90 million, nine zero. And there are only around 2 million coaches. Right? That is crazy. So I'm going to invite you to the workshop that I have. There's three time frames for the month of September. But also, this is a... Um, Link you can always use. So if you're listening to this at a different time than September of 2022, you're listening to this in the future, that link, marybicknell.com slash workshop. Go to that. There's going to be workshops for you every month. And this month, I have three workshops for you. But let me give you some questions. <clears throat> some of the best coaching questions. I think they're the best coaching questions. Okay. And then we're going to end. Let me put up, for those of you who are live here, I'm going to put up the, um, across the bottom, you can see the, the, the link for marybicknell.com slash workshop. 
go to that workshop. In that workshop in the month of September, we're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about moving from one-to-one to one-to-many. We're going to talk about pricing and packaging so you can get clear on how people price things and get solid on real-life numbers from real-life clients that are common and normal in the coaching industry. All right. So here's some great questions. And so remember, I want to challenge you to think, am I already asking these questions? So let's start by, I'm going to tell you with my private clients, that's different than the mastermind. So for those of you who are looking for a mastermind, remember, we start at the beginning of November. Then we have a two-day event in January. The therapists who coach mastermind, where we're looking at scaling your business, reach out to me and direct message me. You're going to start hearing more about that. My private clients and in the mastermind, they will have accountability. Here's one of the things that I have my private clients do. Fill out a pre-call form. I'm not doing all the, I'm not doing all the charting and the noting anymore, y'all. And neither will you. Why do I have them fill out a pre-call form that talks about what did they do this week? Did they follow through? What coaching questions do they have for me? Because we are tight. My ideal clients, they want to get shit done. Like yours. And so my job as their coach is to help them refine what they need coach on, coaching on. Then we start the session, the coaching call, by reviewing like what great happened last week. And then I go right to those three calls. Here are the three, or excuse me, the three questions. Here are the three questions that you want to be coached on today, whatever those are. So as I'm coaching them through those questions or that their question to me, I'm reflecting back to them. I'm reflecting back. I'm mirroring back. I'm engaged in rapport. I'm listening to the thing that's holding them back. I'm listening to the words that they're saying that lets me know what they're thinking that may be holding them back. I'm looking at what their behavior was, why they did or did not do the thing that they agreed to do. Is it because they didn't know the skill? Is it because the, they had a belief that was holding them back? And then here's some other questions that I want to give to you that I might weave into. And I have a complete list of over 50 questions. If you want that, reach out to me directly. Here's one. What would, what would have you be the most excited to accomplish by today? the end of our session tonight. What is it that would have you most excited? What outcome is it that you really want from these three questions that will make this um, session with us today like a great success? I might ask them, what specifically, if they come with a lot of questions, what specifically do you want to accomplish? We help them laser in on what result that they want. We might talk about, well, what would be different as a result of working on XYZ area? So if we go back to the over drinking, what would be different as a result on working on not hanging out with the girlfriends every Friday night? I want my client to be thinking about the result that she will be getting. We might say something like, how can we make something measurable? So maybe you're helping clients lose weight. How can you make that measurable so that you'll know you've achieved the, the success without getting on the scale? right? Um, where would you like to start? How does it feel to achieve these desires? 
a lot of times I have clients get connected with their feeling of success. That's one of the assignments that I have clients do. It's called a hundred successes. And I have them get attached, get connected with the feeling of success or feeling of achieving the result or desire. Why? Because a lot of times people, even good feelings, they don't even allow themselves to feel those feelings, right? A lot of times this is why we overdrink, we overeat, we spend, we don't want to feel a negative feeling. Well, the same thing is true where a lot of people have, have not even learned to feel good feelings, learned how they've created that feeling. I could go on. So these are the things we do in coaching. Does it sound familiar? I would love for you to comment. Yes, this sounds familiar. Oh my God, I'm already doing this. I want more. I want to coach. Um, how do we, and I might ask somebody, so how are you going to prioritize these three things that you want to do this week? What's the timeline that you think you can get these things done? Let's look at your calendar. I also like to ask people, so what do you think is going to get in the way of you doing that? How do you want to move past these? Like, let's talk about what are some of the steps that we want to take? Let's be really concrete. So for me as a business coach, one of the things that I like to do with my clients is I get very concrete. Like, what does this look like daily for you? What does this look like by the end of Friday? Reach out to me Friday and let me know what you've accomplished. So I'm very, uh, hope, hold people accountable because that's a behavior that most people don't have. Most people are not self-accountable. My job as their coach and your coach is to help you be more accountable and have that become a habit that you are accountable to yourself. What is one obstacle that we could remove right now from your life that would be getting in the way? I have this called um, an exercise called clear the clutter. I do this. I want to offer this to you. What clutter is in your life right now, my friends that are listening and watching? What clutter is in your life right now that is keeping you from creating the most amazing coaching business? Is it cognitive clutter? Is it mindset clutter? Is it people-pleasing clutter? Is your desk a mess? Is your purse a mess? Is your closet a mess? Like literally what physical bullshit clutter and what mental clutter? How do we, my job is to help you clarify that. Clear the clutter, get it down, get it out of the way. There's so many more questions that I want to, um, let me just write, where are you stuck and not moving forward? If this, um, if making this change was easy, you'd have already done it already without my help. So what makes it difficult? Let me say that again. This is where I will end. And this is my offer to you all. If making the change to build out an amazing coaching business was super duper easy, you'd have already done it. And you would have done it without being on this call, listening in. You would have done it without my help. So for you, my friends, what makes it difficult? Answer that. Reach out to me. Join this workshop. Ask about the Therapist Who Coach Mastermind. I have the answers and you have the answers. And together, we will help create the result that you want. So enjoy the rest of the day. I look forward to seeing you on the workshops and your comments. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hey, how was that? I know that's helpful. You want more of that? I want to invite you to participate in the Therapist Who Coach Mastermind. That's right. 
as we're launching Therapist Who Coach Academy, the very first opportunity you have is the mastermind. This is for you. If you've been selling coaching, you're ready to scale coaching, you're done being burnout, you're tired of having your feet in both worlds, the mental health and the coaching world, it's time for a shift for you. So reach out directly to me, marybicknell.com slash call with Mary, because we are getting ready to get started with that right now. Our very first call is coming up in the beginning of November. It's a VIP day and all day. Get it done, get it planned, get it organized, get it off your mind and make some decisions kind of day. Schedule a call with me. Let's see if you're fit. And if not, we'll talk about what to do about that. And in the meantime, hey, don't forget, leave a five star. Share with me what inspired you, what gave you a little kick in the ass and what your vision for your own life and business is. It's time for you to be bold and lead a life uncommon. Talk to you soon.